Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. Welcome to the nice evening. We've got some good weather going out there. Windows are open. Feeling good. Well, not right now. They're not open. Oh, yeah. We closed them for the show. <laughs> I like doing it at night because it's quiet. And we yeah. can have our tea. It's a busy freaking block. Yep. So how's the dispensary world going? It's going. It's not, not, a, bad, not a bad life to be in. <laughs> no, right? So you got in some Dirty Arm Farm today. Hater tears. Man, that was awesome. Thank you for bringing that home. I only got to bring the one out of the 10 that we got in. Yeah, terpenes are definitely becoming more of a fad. Oh, big time. A lot of people want to know what terpenes are included in what they're smoking. Yeah. Which is is awesome because the fact that they want to know that knowledge. They, They want to know that. So it's fun being able to learn that so I can teach them those things as well. Yeah, and that's part of the the whole buying process. Mm-hmm. Easier. Catch up on the grow because uh, it's been like a week and a half. I know it's been a little bit, but we, you know, this is a longer interview. This went like two hours and I cut it down to about an hour and 20 or so. Actually, it went more than two hours, but I cut it way down and set that aside. That's going to be something for special later, but uh, cut it down and it's, like I said, about an hour and 20. Um, so there's a lot there, but our grow, you know, we... <laughs> We ran into worms this year. Oh, little bastards. I mean, this has been a few, you know. A I week think it's in- the weather going back and forth so much that it caused a little bit of a shock to give them to us early. Yeah. Well, so a couple weekends ago, we went away to the coast for just two, three days and everything's fine. The, you know, plants can handle themselves that long. But I came back and it looked like really like they were waiting till I left. And then... uh they just mowed right through it. I mean, just bottom leaves. And unfortunately, when, you know, we're have a four by four tent, we're preparing those plants to go outside this year. Yep. Okay. So, well, they're touching at this point. They're getting big. They're in one gallons, right? So they can move around real easy in there. <sighs> Man, that's a risky run when you get them so tight like leaf that. Leaf to leaf to leaf to leaf. And so they just, while we we're gone, like they came out and just mowed them down and had a fucking heyday <laughs> so i had to trim back some of the bottom leaves but they recovered nicely i caught it right away but you know i'm sitting there looking there was one sitting right there on the plant when i opened up the tent when we got home I was so frustrated uh but brought out the bt you know it's i guess we haven't we've done this for years here at this location mm-hmm. and we've never run into caterpillars, caterpillars this, early. this early yeah it's usually when we have nugs to for them to hide yeah, out in. exactly and then they're a lot harder to find but and these were seedlings yeah and indoors we just pulled them out occasionally well we i was i was hardening them off so to speak yeah. for for you know being outdoors and anyway so i didn't want to stop putting them out and i whatever put some bt on them no problem the next morning i was looking there and it was like three dead ones in the pots 
<laughs> so I'm like, okay, that worked. And does that just be Now sitting on the shelf for like a year, so go go BT. <laughs> Sat on the shelf for like a year, year and a half, and it worked great. But uh, at, at that point, we had them out mostly. Now they're all out. There's you know, no mid-May, expiration dates for our stuff. Uh, <laughs> they're all outside now. Mid-May to 1st of June is definitely when you want to put them out. And oh, yeah. Hey, we're only a day, a day before that, so before June 1st. I know. It, it comes quick. That's why I usually do mid-May. Yeah. So, but you don't have to worry about them flipping over to veg like we did four years ago. <laughs> that was fun. That just wasted a ton of growth. Yeah. Yeah, we but did. But we're getting our selections down. Some have already died. Some didn't make it. You know how it is. Some were like retarded. Like right now we got this one. I, you need to see it. It's literally, you know how it's when it's an alternate, it'll go, you know, two side branches and then it'll go up and then it'll go not alternate i'm sorry veg when it's in veg it'll go two side branches uh-huh. flip 90 or 45 degrees go two side branches yeah. flip two Basically, side branches so the branches don't grow in too close together this one this plant has no left side branch and two on the <laughs> right side so right next to each other it looks so odd i was like what's wrong with that plant anyway so you got plants like that but it's made it i don't know if we'll keep it but you know whatever maybe it's male some of the retards or the mutants, I hate to use that word, I'm sorry. Some of the less fortunate plants. <laughs> uh, special. Vertically challenged or, you know, the leaves are they all are weird. They are special, just like my twin Gerbera daisies last year. Yeah, right, yep. like that. They grew mutants. together. They were identical twins that did not want to separate. So they got to go. And so, they kept growing like that too. Yeah, so some of them have gone and, you know, we're down to the good stuff. We've got a couple really, the Plumberry Kush by J.D. Short, second gen generation, second mm. generation genetics. Uh, it, those are cool. They're strong. A couple of blue cookies from Jay's doing real good. Hell yeah. Uh, from Jaybird Farm. And then, uh, let's see, your Which banner. Shout out to Jaybird. Mm-hmm. Haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah, I don't know how those seeds are going to do because they did come out of, you know, his good, good cannabis. But it, I'm sure it was, you know, he, on off and on, you'll have a problem with your room and it'll cause a couple of plants to have a couple of seeds in him. It's you can put a plant to distress so easy when it comes to cannabis indoors. Indoors. Yep. Yeah. It, so, it, you can seriously mess up a light, like accidentally turn a life, light off for a second and it can distress the plant and... I wouldn't say you a can second, get some little but pretty tiff. close to yeah, a second. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, it can cause some little testicles you... in there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I mean, that's what happened, and these seeds came out of that. So they, they're probably herm, I which imagine. can cause herm. But then or... I, I have heard from some growers that have come in that says that is fictitious. Could be. We'll see. But I don't we'll care. see. Yeah, they're growing great. Hopefully, they just don't mail. I'll deal with the herm issue if I have to. We'll just we'll fix that. We'll talk about that on a different. You know, that's a different conversation, but. That's for a full organ-rooted episode, like yeah. just flipping, us. flipping sexes. So you got the banner, and the banner uh, is growing like a monster. Mm-hmm. My random sleeping. I'm gonna either have to let it go and just let it like just turn into a big, huge, just tall, big monster. I don't know what I'll do with it, monster, or we're gonna have to start topping it now because it's it's getting going too fast. It's just, oh, you said we were gonna put it up as a corner plant. That's what I'm saying. We put it it's the gonna corner, be a bush, and we'll just. Just let it just do it. Just crawl up the side foliage. of Foliage. Do a jaybird up the side of the roof grow. Yeah, and it's foliage. Yeah. Just this is our new bonsai shade. tree. This is shade. <laughs> it's not cannabis. It's a, it's a shade tree. Oh, and that's... It's a palm. That Skittles seed that we just found. I'm excited about that bad boy for next year. Put that aside. We, 
we started Treasure well time. hopefully those aren't herms right right so we also started using the gaix we're transplanting into either final pots or at least we're going into like five gals five mm -hmm. gals that'll get us through until we want to go final pots and now like we should probably go final pots this weekend so that means that we need to weed out which ones we want to keep we're gonna have to do a lot of weeding and a lot of topping real soon but we're using the Gaia right now anyway because we've already done some transplanting and it's doing really good. Any plant that I put in that dirt, the Gaia from Good Earth Organics is doing freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. The the two plumberry cushions are in there and they're dark green leaves. They're so healthy. They're growing. All I've had to do is water them, put in little microbes, but that was it. Just really impressive. Yeah. Um, I've got – those are though in the five gallon. I do have some still in one and three gallons. I've been fertilizing those using the – organics from grow science though and that's doing really good and why you've been at why you've been gone i've been using their spraying it's their kelp and their the organic line oh it's called the abundancy uh, abundancy s-e-a not abundancy like uh, <laughs> abundancy but abundance right abundancy it's their kelp and it's really good i i always like kelp foliar sprays mm -hmm. keeps the plants like clean and and they real green and one of the few foliolers I believe in. I don't, I don't know about some, but, but I've been using that too. So I just want to mention that because they're helping the plants. All of our plants, because you do use the same thing you use on our cannabis on all of our plants around the house. Yeah, even the runoff water. Like if there's any runoff water, um, I try to use that too. But So all my flowers any, look amazing. Any extra nutrients do not get wasted. And there is some intentional usage on the flowers, which is real nice. I just... Cannabis is first in line. For oh, me. yeah. It's what's left. Yeah. Yeah. It's what's it left for my plants, really but good. it still works oh, amazing. So, my plants are popping. I want to tell people that it's just regular vegetables or flowers. It just works. Cannabis nutrients seem to work really nice. Yeah. Why not use it all on everything? If you have the availability to do it, why not? Yeah. And it's just so much better for the ground. And By the way, people, we don't have a humongous garden going here. We have mm. like... Home what grow. would you say? It's just a, I know I'm saying our flowers and stuff. No, yeah, it's not regular, like it's massive. It's, no, it's honestly, there's stuff. like some 10, 10, uh, few, planters few and, and some planters and a big thing in the front. Mm, our bonsai tree or not bonsai, but our, uh, maple mm -hmm. lace leaf. I love that thing. She's growing with us. And you know, a handful of vegetables and a handful of vegetables. And I try to keep those away from the cannabis plants. They tend to draw a lot of bugs. Oh yeah, they're in and the I'm front not going to destroy. I can see the bush beans using those to draw bugs and then tossing those as you go. That makes sense. But you know, I'm, I want to run tomatoes and I don't want to have to toss those. Mm -hmm. So I want to keep those away from the plants. Those tend to bring in russet mites. Yeah, why not keep them in the front? They or get broad sun. mites, as they say. Some people say broad mites and russet mites. Russet mites are the same. Well, that's I don't know. Rude. You I can't call they're... them a broad. So I don't know if there is a difference. I guess you can call mites. Either broads. way, they're nasty, and I don't want them. Mites are mites are mites. <laughs> Um, so that's pretty much catches you up. So we had just the, the worms and then um, just having to do the transplanting. And now we're just waiting. Yeah, we just need to look at the plants, start making some choices and start doing some more transplanting to final pots. And then we'll be going for the outdoor year. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, that's it. Like I said, we uh, have an interview with Donnie Mendoza. He's from HRG, which is a horticultural rep group. They all the products that they support are kind of synergistic, you know, and it's a lot of stuff we ran and mm -hmm. still do. There's a handful of things we still run, but these all are all good products. And, you know, I wanted to actually sit down. We talked about mainly about nectar, and that's what I wanted to talk about nectar for the God's nutrients. And again, like I said, we did run that for a year and it did well, had no problems with it. 
I was able to use a little bit or a lot, depending on what I wanted to do. And, and the plants did real well. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that, but I that do. was, that was when we were running the blue dream and stuff. I remember getting that too. I just heard so many people out there just sigh blue dream. Uh, but that's when we ran the blue dream and all that other. Hey, that was like four years ago. Okay. No, people. that was like two or three. That was like four years ago. Okay, people. <laughs> so, but it it turned out real well. It was not. Here's the deal. I'm just you know all honesty. It was not our biggest yield that we've had to date. That was uh, our most recent grow, but it was a good grow. The the bud came out uh, well for for organic. Yes. Right? Yes. That's it. Was good. I just I don't know if we weren't running the right combination on the strains. We never stick with a strain long enough to be able to maximize it, to be honest. Right. We don't figure no. that plan out exactly. We, but that's what so we're, we're kind of about. Something different. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of about figuring stuff out and yeah. And what it's like to run the first time, what it's like to run the first time and what it's like to change your stuff. Yeah. So, but we do, I like organics. I like organics because it's, it's forgiving and it's good for the environment. I don't know if it's good, but it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more uh, practical and functional for the environment. I hope uh, that they start making their packaging with hemp too. That'd be great. Good point. I'm glad you brought that up. And this is something I want to bring up in a full episode. But packaging we'll briefly say real everything. quick. You know, we got a waste basket full right now of uh, pop tops, uh, pop tops, and joint pre-roll tubes. Pop tops still. Um, now we're starting to have this huge collection of glass jars, which. We're going to try to recycle using our own stuff yeah. in there. Which, by the way, that is just a very, 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 very small portion of what we have at work. We have a gigantic right. box of glass jars yes. like that at work, too. Yes. We need to, as a community, need to come up with a solution for this fairly quickly. What surprises me is that our community is made up of a lot of more natural or real uh, in the mountains. Go green, you know, Go keep green, Oregon green. Let's, you uh, know, recycle, recycle, recycle. <laughs> Uh, you know, hippie-ish, so to speak, and uh, well, now Wookie-ish is, is I, I hope that's appropriate. The proper terminology is <laughs> Wookie-ish, I suppose. We're, we're not doing that with our packaging. We need to start doing something about that, which we'll talk, like I said, we'll talk about that later, but. Sorry, let's get off our soapbox. <laughs> there was no soapbox. Yeah, uh, and I, just to run right into this interview, you know, we're still using SLF 100. That is our enzyme of choice. Mm-hmm. I don't good. think we've ever not used SLF 100. That is a steady go-to for us. It has now saved my plants from lockout, I don't know, at least five to ten times. I think we used it on every one of our seeds. I've even used them on my regular seeds to pop. Mm-hmm. And then I'm we're anxious to try the Bigfoot Myco. I got to get a hold of those guys. Shout out to you guys. We will be in touch because we want to try it. It's much more than just mycorrhizae, as I hear. It'll, it'll be in our interview. Is that a slogan? No. Would that okay. sound like a slogan? It kind of sounded sloganish, much more than mycorrhizae. <laughs> you guys cannot steal that from me. <laughs> Patented. <laughs> All right. So here it is, Donnie Mendoza from HRG. Hi, Donnie. Thanks for being on the show, buddy. How's it going, man? How are you? Good. You've been a longtime follower and you've listened, I, I assume, a few podcasts. And Quite a few, man. <laughs> so we're, we're glad you're on. And, you know, I know that you are in the industry. Uh, you obviously are a rep. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners about what you do and, and what you represent? Uh, last year, I started with Nectar for the Gods. Um, Scott put out that he was looking for an East Coast rep. I applied. I got the spot. Was pretty... Uh, Pretty pumped about that. It's been been using the line for six, seven years leading up to that point. So 
when I can start working for a company that I know and love. I mean, Scott is an amazing human being. So when you can work for someone like that, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And uh, last year we were, he was approached by Keith from Nanolux about horticulture rep group, what he was starting and kind of gave an overview of what he was doing with it and the, the model that he was trying to, trying to go with and, and, and kind of combine a group of manufacturers that work synergistically together, don't compete with each other and get them into stores where they can avoid the distributor model and they can work with stores directly, direct sales from manufacturer to different stores using the current reps that he already has in each territory of the country from his Nanolux, from the Nanolux company. And we did that officially January 1st of this year. And uh, so you've been growing for a while. I've been growing for a little while. Um, Only since 2015, uh, right? <laughs> since it went legal in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Um, That's even sooner. I just, yeah, I, I kind of had this crazy knowledge before that of how to run the line. Isn't that crazy? It's weird how that just implanted. <laughs> <laughs> so you've always liked them. So you're an organic grower. I I switched over from a synthetic line. I started using the Herculean Harvest and the Olympus Up as a weekly flush in my synthetic fertilizer regimen. And uh, from there, I noticed a, a crazy increase in flavors and terpenes and oil production. So I tried to then go with the Aphrodite's extraction, Herculean Harvest and Olympus Up. And then from there, it it just got better. So then I was like, eh, fuck it. Let's just try the whole line. And then after then, I was just like, all right, let's do this. I ran a lot of synthetics when I first started out because I didn't know any better. I was just looking at YouTube and seeing what this my favorite YouTube grower was using, and I went with that. I mean, I was I was seven, 17, 18 when years old. you didn't old, know better? <laughs> didn't know better, man. I was a young kid, still in high school. Like, Ouch, yeah, but so you're against synthetics then? I'm I don't I'm not against anything. I, I let people do whatever they want to do. Yeah. You know, if if the world went organic, all natural tomorrow, we'd scrape it dry before we could even blink. Right, right. <laughs> so you know, it it's I mean, even the organic look at the organic guys using bat guanos and stuff. Harvesting bat guanos is pretty fucking terrible too. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, you mean on I the mean, animals and environment. Yeah. So I mean yeah. With the good comes the bad, and with the bad is the good. And so I people. assume you're in soil then. I'm in a soil, yeah. I'm in the nectar and number four use soil. Microbes. Mm -hmm. Yep, lots of microbes, lots of beneficials. Now, are you pretty much using the lines that you represent? Is that how? Yeah, and you know it was cool. All last year, I ran these products, anyways. All you know, last year, the year before that. I mean, cultured and Bigfoot really got popular last year when I started working for Scott. So. I started rocking them last year, you know, when I was going out to different events, I'd bring their samples with me anyways. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. The only product that I started running um, once I signed on with Horticulture Rep Group was the Max Microbes. Um, that's our in-house brand of microbe. Besides that, I already ran all the stuff. I already had Nanolux fixtures. I already ran Nectar. I already used the Bigfoot Mycos. So that was, was an easy move then from, from was, Nectar it, right into the was, group. It was a no-brainer, and it was it allowed me to teach the other reps that may not have had the same knowledge on these products, teach them to get them a really good understanding of these things too, and have somebody that they can fall back on if they ever need 
uh, a hands-on question, like a question that from a hands-on experience. Right. It was written like if Scott's busy one day, I mean, Scott was just in surgery last week. And if he can't answer a phone call, I mean, what are they going to do now for our listeners? Scott is the Scott is the owner president of Nectar for the Gods. Correct. Can you explain just in a nutshell kind of about Nectar? Yeah. So Nectar is a calcium based nutritional program. It's an all natural. We don't, we try not to claim the organic side of things and we can't. Um, one of the bottles we use, the Medusa's Magic has a, uh, it's digested chicken liver and trying to stabilize that without a nitrate has been nearly, it has been impossible for us to figure out how to stabilize the chicken livers without a nitrate. So right now we have a night that nitrate is not, not available when you get the product, but in that process, we do use a nitrate and we're really transparent with what we do. So we label it, we list it and it's there. And that's the reason why. And we don't really want to pay for a label on our bottles with the, the certain certificate certifications for organic labeling. Most people get really great results with the core four to six bottles. You know, we give out a sample kit, you go on our website, we can, you can, it's a free sample kit, six quarts, and you just pay for shipping ships directly to your door. Um, those six are the six that we really stand by and we really promote and push to people to use. A lot of times people go into a grocery store and they see all, all 13 bottles on the shelf and they're like, well, I don't want to use 13 bottles to grow a really good product. And you don't have to. The, the, Isn't that the biggest complaint? It, huh? Isn't that the biggest complaint is just too many bottles? It is. But and then you, you look across the aisle and all the other companies have 13, 14 bottles too. You know, you see the, the advanced, the advanced nutrients, there's 13, 14 bottles, yeah. all of them. Yeah. It's just, it's not their line that they're used to. And they don't, they don't understand. They don't recognize what Medusa's magic and Gaia mania are because they're used to seeing grow, bloom and micro. And they don't understand what, where do, what is this for? What stage of growth is this for? So there's a confusion behind the names of the products and then pair that with the amount of products that are up on the shelf and they just get nervous. Sure. Now with the other lines, oh, okay. So you explain the uh, smaller, the smaller lines of the nectar, which is cool. Um, yep. I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I I end up still using because we use nectar for approximately a year, uh, yep. a little bit indoor, and then all of our outdoor season, and liked it really well. Uh, I, I I can't remember. I must have used like eight, nine, or ten bottles, something like that. It couldn't have been. I all was of there them. once too, man. I was there once too. So, uh, but now you know because I'm I do reviews on other lines and try other lines. I still incorporate the Herculean Harvest. Yeah. You know that's a really good bone meal, and I've always had good success with it. It's really healthy as long as you use yep. an enzyme like the SLF one hundred. Yeah. I know SLF, you represent man. that. Yeah. So of talk course. about those other lines real quick. What they are, what they're doing. <laughs> Um, so for nutritional, um, products that we have, cause we, we do things outside of the nutritional programs too. So with nectar through HRG, I mean, nectar, we have SLF 100, which is a bacterial based enzyme. Um, Newton has, you is using salt water. There are, there are salt water based flowers and grasses that he uses and he ferments. To get his mix, so the enzymes that he has in his bottle are going directly after salt molecules built up in the soil and in your root zone to break those down and make things more available. <clears throat> so that's a really good product. That's a product that can be used in any substrate or any style of grow, flood and drain, um, 
PWC, soil, whatever you want to do. Um, the Bigfoot Mycorrhizae is a mycorrhizae product. We have a concentrate, a granular. The granular goes right in your root zone, in your root hole with transplant, just like a typical granular mycorrhizal product. Um, these ones are different because they have um, their endomycorrhizae. They also have within these granules, there's biochar, kelp, worm castings, uh, humic acids, and some trace elements, trace minerals. The concentrate has the same, but it's just, it's not in a granular form. It's in a, it's in a powder form. It's a wettable powder. You can, it stays in liquid suspension, so you can water it in once every three or four weeks. Um, cultured biologics, another big one with the nectar fam. Um, they have four dry, they have four powders. Easy Tea, Veg and Bloom, Dr. Root, and formerly known as Triggered with Trigger, which is now going to be Dr. Growth. Um, they use dormant spores, uh, dormant microbe spores. So when you, you add them to water, they're are no brew tea option for people that don't want to sit there, wait 24 hours to brew a tea, make sure everything comes alive, gets broken down properly within your tea, then clean and make sure you don't pass on any pathogens to the next tea. This is just a nice, easy option. Take a scoop, tablespoon into water, mix it up really good. You're good to go. Um, Sounds easy. <laughs> yeah. Really, it keeps things really easy, man. It keeps things really easy and clean, and clean too. You're not trying to brew earthworm castings and compost in your house if you're a smaller grower. They also have a, uh, an essential oil-based insecticide, which is called mercenary. There's four different essential oils sesame, rosemary, clove, and cinnamon bark. And then they use a fatty acid as a carrier. And that fatty acid also helps it stay in suspension. So if you put your 15 mils per gallon into your, your spray bottle and you mix it up really good, it'll stay in suspension for a long time and allow you to applicate and keep everything really even. Instead of getting your different, your heavier, your sesame seed oil, which is really heavy, all out of suspension and you're only getting your clove and your cinnamon bark oil, which may stay at the top of your water. You know what I'm saying? So everything stays really even in the, uh, in the, in the reservoir. It's a great product. Yeah. Do you find yeah. pH changes with that stuff? Not too much, man. Um, I mean, cause I've noticed the, with dry amendments and stuff like that, or powders that you use a lot of times, if you do use it as a, like even a top dressing, it can, you got to be careful of that pH change. I, yeah, you do. Yeah, you will have to be careful, but they are trying to balance the pH as well. So, like, when you add your, 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 say, your EZT veg to your water, as long as your water is between, I mean, I like to say between five and seven, but the guys will even tell you, you can even have a much broader spectrum of water pH, starting with, it's not going to kill it. It's not going to, because they're dormant spores. Like when you're adding like Max Microbe, a liquid, it's a liquid microbial product um, to your to your reservoir. You have to do that after you've pH'd your water because you don't want to hit them. They don't like the the fluctuation of the pH change. So your microbes always last. Um, in a in in an application where you're top dressing with these teas, I would be curious to see how much it changes the the pH of your of your medium. The best way to do that is with a slurry test. Check your yeah. check your pH, see what you were at before, see if it moved anything. As long as your waterings were always consistent at like say six point five, just for sake of speaking, 
um, if your waters have been 6.5 before you top dressed and 6.5 after, and your pH of your soil was 6.5, you know, just for sake of this conversation right here, and you don't notice a change, then good. And if you notice it changed a few points, just be, be cognitive of it and know that you need to make adjustments going forward to make sure things don't fall out with the organic acids of what the nectar is doing. So let's let's just quickly talk about before we get done. Let's talk about you know your little grove. So you're using nectar, yeah, and, and I suppose you pay for that. I do. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, so what else do you use? You use SLF. I use my SLF religiously. I have been messing with the Max Micro, man. I like yeah. I like it. I've been using it um, since I was able to. Of course, there's a glare. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I see it. Okay. Max microbe, mm-hmm. phosphorus solubilizing bacteria, nitrogen fixing bacteria. Um, I love it. It's it's cost effective. The dilution rates are great. Um, I have cut down significantly on everything else I use so I can get a good variable going. Um, I use my EZTs from Cultured. I use my I've been using those products for years, so it was really an easy transition for me. I already had them in my on my shelf. You know, I am, I'm running a modified Greek regimen. I add one shot to my soil to give me some forgiveness while I'm away. My soil can still feed my plants while I have a helper go and just mix up a tablespoon of Gaia and Herculean harvest and just hope they, they give it the right amount in the soil. You know, I mean, I, I'm rocking three gallon pots right now in this, in this run. So I use, I'm using about 1100 milliliters of feeding solution per pot or a third just under a third of a gallon um so just hoping they keep it steady and and that i can correct anything when i get home yeah so, that's i've well organics break down seems like it's slower than than synthetics i yeah i i like that about organics is that they're kind of forgiving as well so if you kind yeah. of overdo it there is some time there that it's you know, can, can change a little bit. It's not like a uh, synthetic where you dump it right in and instantly available and you're either burning it or not, you know, there's so many things that could happen. That- yeah. And then you find with other, with other things like, um, there's a product called full on yeah. F U L L O N mm-hmm. by grow switch. Mm-hmm. My buddy Rob is the, uh, he runs that. That is an amazing product. It's not one I, I don't represent it. Um, I run it, I use it. <laughs> it's amazing. And what it's doing, it's making, it's, um, it's trace minerals, bioavailable trace minerals. So it's like liquid azomite on crack, bioavailable. It's nice. making everything yeah. available in the soil. So it's breaking down those salt molecules on your root zone and, and in your root zone. It's breaking those down and making them more available. So you can literally, if you're a synthetic grower, you can literally cut your nutrient program, you know, <clears throat> tenfold, not tenfold, but considerable amounts. So say, you know, for the guys that are, I know advanced mills, and there's one other really popular synthetic line out here and people that are running this full on with it are cutting their 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 base nutrients you know by by a quarter by a third by a half because everything's becoming so much more available to their roots and to their plants if you don't you're you're frying your plants and you're like holy shit now using it with nectar nectar's already it's a, it's, it's already in its most available it's almost completely available form so when you're putting it into the root zone and then you're using full on, we know we know very well that nectar, if your plant starts to eat it all, it'll eat more. You can't really overfeed with nectar. You're, you're not going to get 
a nutrient burning, you're going to see a lockout problem in your right. soil because right. your plant's not taking it. Full on just makes that that process easier for the plant. So you can feed it even more nectar. So people are like, well, now I'm feeding my plant more of my base and this and this. So people don't really like to use it. Sometimes they will, sometimes they don't. If you like to push your plants, I say rock full on. It's a great product. You mean on the organics? <laughs> on anything, yeah. but on the organics especially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've kind of switched. If I'm doing something personal, I'll, I'll use organics. And then, you know, in all honesty, this is just full disclosure. I'll use synthetics to, um, to correct. Um, obviously not if it's, you know, a lockout, but, um, if I'm deficient in something, I'll tend to grab a synthetic to, uh, to compensate. Um, it's yeah. a little bit quicker. Um, you trying to get romantic here? No, I'm trying to get rid of that <laughs> glare on my forehead. I'm just joking. Glare on my forehead and I hated it. Ever since I put this black shirt on, whatever. You look good, man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, my friend. All five foot two of you, or whatever here. it was. I saw that video. That old video, it's on your Facebook, I think, where uh, Scott was giving you a hard time. He's all, this is oh, our newest spot. edition to the he's our east coast rep now all five yeah, foot look, one look at of those them fucking behemoths. <laughs> I know. But what they don't show is how abnormally tall they are i know it's yeah. not that i'm abnormally short they're abnormally tall no he is he's tall those yeah are fucking bigfoot exact just, just straight up bigfoot like six foot seven okay yeah i'm short but compared to those guys it's not even fair i know yeah especially <laughs> especially the, with his beard man he's pretty intimidating when i saw and him without yeah oh yeah Picture with I posted it the other day with me, Scott, Newton, and Jim Davis. Jim's a great dude. I love Jim. Um, I'm just just standing in front of these guys, just yeah, massive creatures, and I'm just like, oh hey guys, yeah, yeah. And Newton's got that Jesus look going on. He looks Jesus like Jesus with a sweatshirt, man. Yeah, he looks like he can start walking across water with a bottle of SLF in the hand. You know, <laughs> yeah, he will. He should. <laughs> no, he's really. It'd be funny marketing that that way. Yeah, probably <laughs> could. Uh, he's cool. I don't remember him being too tall the last time I saw him, but uh, how, well, I mean, that's relative to how tall you are. <laughs> I'm only five eleven, like, man. Hey, I'm, like, hey, what's up, man? Dude, I'm the definition of average. Like, I am yeah. average. Like, just average. I strive not for nothing tall. more. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm a C across the board. <laughs> not even a C plus. Just C. That's awesome, dude. Uh, <laughs> But did, does, did, you know, I was going to ask you since you might know is did Newton ever put out that nitrogen fixing bacteria that he had? He didn't. Cause I used that full bottle. I don't bottle know anything about that, sir. <gasps> <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, no, he didn't put anything out. Oh, that's too bad. He had gave me a sample pretty like at least a quart or more, maybe a half yeah. gallon of, um, just generic labeled nitrogen fi uh, fixer bacteria. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I used it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where he was in the process of doing that. Um, might be something he does in the future. He was probably going through testing shit and I just got, he got put on the back burner. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not familiar with the product itself, so I, I can't answer that. I don't know, man. Okay, cool. Well, I, I know I didn't now because I want to know. <laughs> well, I know. Well, not a lot of people got to try it. I was really lucky. It was all timing. It was just all timing. He was giving me some samples for listeners. Well, and... I'm going to get you trying this max micro, but this has your nitrogen fixing bacteria right That's in cool. It. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to try that. Pick it up. Um, for sure. And do that. Uh, what do you think about the industry now? Um, 
in terms of when it first started. And I know your your part of the world is different, but where do you see this going with the industry? Extremely corporate if yeah. they allow it. I mean, if 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 they if they're not careful of how they do things, it's just going to be like New York. They're they have a medical program. It's all state run facilities. Like no, they're didn't they're not allowing anybody in yet. And they're I mean they're they are going back to vote on home grows. I think in the coming months at the end of the year. Um, New Jersey is another one. I was in New Jersey yesterday. They were supposed to have a vote two days ago, but they were doing it all through the legislators. The citizens didn't have a say in the vote. The governor wants them to have medical. The legislators don't. So they just shut it down. It's tough, man. It's weird. And PA, Pennsylvania has got a medical program, but it's all state-run facilities as well, I believe, as far as I know. So it's weird when they don't allow medical, they have a medical program where they work, which doesn't allow home grows. You know, it's really strange because they want to get their piece of the pie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really against that. I noticed that our county here. Yeah. I noticed that our county here, uh, or I should say municipality, the city is kind of edging on that. And I'm just like, you know, this is, you can craft your own beer. You can make your own wine. Um, and that's never hurt the industries, you know, craft beer will always be around from corporates and there'll be, you know, Coors Light from corporates. So I don't see any part of any of that spectrum ever in, you know, causing a problem with something else. No. So, you know, I mean, I just agree. because we home grow does not mean dispensaries are going to lose money. You know, I home grow, I make seven pounds, you know, try to hit seven pounds a year and freaking, I still get a bunch of dispensary weed. So, I mean, granted, it's I've got crazy, the hands, man. But... If they just want control over as much as they can control. And and we're and making tons of money here. It's too much. There's a lot of money to be made and they don't want to lose any of that. No, but I mean, I'm saying Oregon's still banking, even though it's, <laughs> you know, people are allowed to grow and stuff like that. It's just still banking Maine, cash. Dude, Maine is amazing for it. You have a caregiver's license and you just grow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know their exact limits and stuff, but... Maine's the wild, wild west with that. Well, one thing's nice about here is they don't bust you, even if you're over or you got a lot of plants, and they don't look around until you have complaining neighbors. So if everything, everybody's cool, you know, they don't really bother you at all. And if they did, I, I've seen what happens when they bother you. They're just like, okay, well, we're gonna, they didn't even send cops. They send out the, the CSOs the community service officers or whatever, they'll send those guys out and they're like, well, you know, you're over a plant count. Um, Get out of here, I'm going to come back in a week and you need to be under plant count. And if you're not, yeah. we're going to cite you. We're going to citation you for uh, like 250 bucks. I had a buddy that I interviewed on one of our past interviews, Jason Osborne. He was getting fined that 250 a day because he had freaking plants that were, I mean, you can look on our Instagram they're they're huge and tall i mean tall like oh, like the tallest plants i've ever been around and they were just six seven feet above the fence line and obviously i mean anybody could see those plants tons of them and he just kept telling them to screw off he's like just find me he's like i'll sell a plant and i'll pay off the fines so he by the time he cut he was at like thirty five hundred dollars or something and uh, yeah. still got through his his you know harvest and yeah. did all his thing and he actually took it to court and the city just dropped it. So they're not too like, you know, just don't, don't cause problems. 
Yeah, man. These people. Yeah. What happens is you get you get to harvest time, and then everything starts stanking up really good, and then you're cutting everything down, and you don't clean your room out. You don't clean your room. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing we got. We have a post-harvest remediation. We have we use grow care. We sell grow care. Nice. It's badass, dude. You're like a one stop shop. It's chlorine dioxide. You have it in a liquid or a gas, and you just it it deodorizes and sterilizes yeah. the air and any surface it touches. It's beautiful. I've heard about that. You don't that. have those issues when you take proper precautions. No, and that works good for PM too, doesn't it? It does. You know, molds yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I knock, knock, knock on wood. I don't have too much problems on my indoor stuff. I don't bring in clones though. Um, no, 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 I, no, I no. don't. I do take clones and I'll quarantine them. Those usually go yeah. outside, but I do not. I just go by seed and plan for it. And yeah, I mean, you have to get F2s, I guess, to get you to make sure you get what you want. You play around with some F1s, but I mean, I I don't know. I'd rather do it that way. My plants come out a lot more aggressive, healthier, vigorous, a lot more disease mm-hmm. resistant, and I just don't have bug problems as much. Um, That's the biggest issue, man. That's the biggest thing is bringing in other people's issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. I mean, I I rarely take clones from people. Once in a while, I will. Like, I take a clone from my buddy in Rhode Island. I take a clone from a buddy up the road. But that's it. I don't take clones from anybody else. Scary. No, and I won't go buy them from dispensaries or anything. No, God, no. We can't even even do that here. I don't even know how the hell you do that anyway. Like, how do you guarantee you're getting what you're supposed to be getting? Because I could have a clone of some shit bag weed. Be like, hey, yo, Donnie. Um, look, man, I got some twenty dollar clones here. Yes, you exactly. know it's all mochi gelato from Shabinsky. Uh, you know what? Yep, exactly. Show me the paperwork. I mean, come on. I know, man. I know. So I just rather get my own seeds and know. Get your own seeds, doc. <laughs> yeah, you find trusted people that have sourced it. Um, you know, reliably sourced it. But other than that, it is it's hit or miss sometimes if you get it from somebody you don't really trust, or even sometimes people are just hard up for money and they want to sell that hype strain that everybody wants. They can say they have it, and then boom. Are you throwing any, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you throwing any mammoth in the mix? No. This is replacing that. Oh, okay. Mammoth yeah. is expensive, but uh I If I, you if you break it down cost per gallon, it's not as expensive as people make it out to be. Um to be fair, I don't want to like shit on mammoth. This is a more cost-effective form of it. Um not form of it, but it, this is a more cost-effective approach to it. Mm-hmm. It has the same phosphorus solubilizing bacterias. It doesn't have the tricontinol that has that's in mammoth. Um, but what this does add to its blend is the nitrogen fixing. No, that's cool. That's really cool. I'd like to see mammoth come out with other things. I'm surprised they haven't yet. But uh, I don't know, man. I rumor I, has that they are, but I mean, I heard that rumor last year and the yeah. year before too. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. I, I don't. I don't really follow too much of the other companies. That's not my job, man. No, I understand. I understand. You know, was, no, 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 of course. And I used it before. I didn't see much going on, so I, oh, okay. I stopped. I stopped using it. Um, I have a lot of nectar users that absolutely love it. Yeah, so, in my experience, it has helped. Um, but then again, I don't have to use much. You know, when you got a small grow at home, it's not. Yeah. I I, I kind of like it that way because I don't have to worry about a lot of the. Oh you don't God. have a five thousand dollar nutrient bill every yeah, two months. Exactly. So I can kind of splurge on on some things and either just try yeah. them out or or for sure, uh, man. But not really worry about it. So, all right. Well, is there anything else you want to cover on 
No, um, man, I didn't want to make it too much about work. I wanted to hang out and talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we did cover work and stuff, but that's that's only half of it. It's just the industry's cool, man. It's um, It's been really – it allows me – what my job allows me to be home more. I mean, people think I'm away all the time. But when I'm home, I, I can – I can take an office day and, you know, we do our weekly sales meeting on Monday and I can just hang out with my kid all day. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't yeah. need to send him to daycare every day I'm going to work. Like if I have, if I have stores that are, that I'm cool with and they have their kids and stuff and I'll just, I'll hang out and bring my boy with me and he can play with kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's been, it's been more freedom for me. I'm not, I was doing HVAC for 25 seven years before I got this job. So right out of high school, I started doing HVAC and plumbing, plumbing and HVAC. So I was just killing myself, Yeah, you know, and I was miserable every night going home. And now I have a stressful day. I mean, those stressful, these stressful days don't compare to those stressful days from before. So I'm just going to run with it, man. Happier, healthier. I can see my kid more and that's really all that matters to me, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you know that now you got a kiddo too. So Well, I've got freaking three kids, man. Oh shit, man. I didn't know you had three. I've got a twelve year oh. well, thirteen year old and eleven year old now. Oh. And a fifty does oh. that make sense now? Does it does oh, the picture now I get clear? It. Right. okay? I have well, this guy's way too calm for the, having a new for having a toddler. This what the hell's going on here? I've had practice. The first two were just getting independent, right? Just mm-hmm. getting to the point where they were, you know walking to school alone, you know, my, my 13 year old, I wasn't even cool anymore. You know, it's like, I'd be like, Hey, cause he just has to walk down the street and I'd be like, Hey son, you know, you want me to walk you or take you to school. It's raining today. I'll drive you to school. No, 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 dad. No, no, no. I'll walk in the rain. Not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then like one time I met him at the school, but I was like a block away. Cause I was, you know, I yeah. knew he didn't want dad around the school. So I walked my dogs down there to walk with him and I was just the block down and he sees me from a block down. He's giving me this weird look and he's like bent in his walking. What are you doing here, dad? Oh no. So, oh, I'm not looking forward to that, man. No. And so I just, it went from, you know, you're the, like the hero to like yep. zero. You're like, dad, you're not cool. I finally realized how uncool you are. And then he'll uh, hit 22 and want to hang out with dad again. No, I know. I know. I just, I know, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, yeah. And, but cause he, you know, he's doing his own thing now. And my daughter's yeah. same way, you know, she's kind of hitting puberty now and she's just, you know, oh, I'm going to do my friends and hang out and this and that. And yeah, I'm like, sweet. I, now okay. it's kind of me and mom and we get to hang out a lot more and no, and then boom, baby. No, we had to have a 15, a baby, a newborn. <laughs> The miracle baby, the baby that encouraged me to get fixed. <laughs> By the way, which is an easy process, I recommend it. I, <laughs> I mean, highly I recommend it. I would do it. What get fixed? I gotta wait though. I gotta wait, man. Yeah, I may just want in case. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, don't do it if you're not sure. But I should have been sure already. Well, you have your angel now, man. You're good to go. Oh yeah. Well, right after that, I did. I got fixed. They yep. make you wait 30 days in case you change your mind. Anyway. Isn't that crazy? They allow you to like, <laughs> well, I don't know about it. Like, no dude, don't let me think about this. Yeah. I don't know about your state, but like here they, they counsel you. 
and okay. talk with you and, and like make sure that it's going to be Are a right decision. Are you sure decision. you want to castrate yourself? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not sure, okay? Now, there's no reversal on this. Are you either? sure? I'm like, yeah, I've got three now. I'm 44 years old. Mm, I don't think I need more kids. Dude, they don't let women They don't let women do it until they've had like enough kids. I, I don't know. Wait, That's so weird. What bugged like, me is that at my age, you know, you know you're old when you look in the magazines and the models are younger than you. That's when you know you're starting to get old. Right, Damn, you're probably man, just only, getting there. I'm only 26. I'm only 26. Those models are definitely 18. That's not fair. <laughs> well, early 20s, maybe. So you're getting yeah. old. You're getting old. I am, uh, dude. I'm getting old. 30s coming up. I can feel it. And it's the zeros. The zeros. I will thought get 25 you. was bad. 25 with a two-year-old. I had a mid. I had a quarter-life crisis. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? What the fuck am I doing? And then. I just changed careers. I was like, oh, well, let's do this. Well, the best thing I mean, is the best decision I've ever made, but well, the best, just do it by the time you're 30. If you're old, yeah. you're going to be rolling up in a wheelchair. I'm going to be rolling up in a wheelchair at her graduation. You know, I'll be like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And but it she, will be great. Oh yeah. It will be. It just, I'll be the handicapped dad is all. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'll still be smoking my cannabis. You've been playing with lately. Uh, so I've this year um, we got supported by uh, Greenworks 420 and Second Gen Gener- Second Gen Genetics. Six. Jeez, yep. uh, I have Second Generation Genetics. JD Short. Yep. Son yeah, of DJ. I was on your show. I listened to it a couple. I listened to that when I was doing HVAC stuff. Okay, we uh, okay. So we uh, just did another interview with oh you did JD Second Gen and actually Greenworks together. We were both cool. Got those guys together and did that. Um, I went up there to see them. They live out at Cottage Grove, Eugene area. Cool. A- and uh, yeah, we sat down. And you know, I I've always liked Greenworks Seeds. He works with the uh, some of J- uh, DJs. Um, genetics and his are always really vigorous yeah 100 germ rates you know 90 percent of the time and yeah they're just healthy vigorous some of the best plants i've grown were out of greenworks and he put out the nice thing is is i was able to get a handful of genetics this year that were not they're not put out till 420 cool. so i'm one of like a handful of guys that have the seeds pop now and so get a head start on that Yep. And then I don't know if you ever follow second gen, but if you've seen his organ cutthroat, that organ cutthroat is beautiful. No, I don't think I have. I've seen, I've been looking at his F 16, whatever it is, the blueberry, whatever he's doing, the back cross. And he does a lot of blueberry cut, uh, um, genetics with DJ's blueberry for sure, which I like. I mean, at, at one point, what, why wouldn't he at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you don't do something like that, what are you going to have? You have a cookies cross, a tangies cross, or, you know, like a. It's all GMO crosses now. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's weird how you just, if you want something new, you can't get new. It's a cross of something that's too fatty right now. Fatty is an F A D, you know, these fads yeah. with weed. It's hype. It is. Uh, and it just, which is cool. People are about it, man. I mean, you can you can sit there and work a line for two years and put out this cross. People are like, eh, I want that cherry pie cookies or whatever. Yeah. I want the hype strain. I want that purple punch. Well, and that's the weird thing is, you know, freaking cannabis is a lot like 
uh, it's a lot like fashion. I mean, yeah. what's in this year is not going to be in next year. In fact, what's in right now is not going to be in in two months. It seems like this some It'll strange be the next blue dream joke. That's the thing. And I would be afraid as a geneticist that if I put out something that got overly hyped, I'd be like, this is going to be dead in six months. Because it got too That's popular. why they make their money now. That's why they sell their packs for five, six hundred bucks a pack. And I would, you know, I mean, because. Yeah, you better because they know they got to capitalize on it now. Well, then when somebody gets your seeds and they put it up and they're doing it and all of a sudden there's, a, a you know, a cross from everything out uh-huh. there. Everything out there. It's just, that's, I don't yeah. know. I So I, I do stick with genetics that uh, are, are essentially not part of the fads. Yeah. Uh, but his organ cutthroat comes out to a dark pink. I don't know if you've ever seen pink weed. Really? I haven't seen it. Uh, I wanted to get my hands on some of his stuff after I listened to your guys' show. Um, I just haven't. I, dude, I buy so many seeds now. Yeah, I know. I know. Everybody's got just a sits. seed bank. Like, and, I went, and I went to Nikan over the weekend. I bought a pack of Jinx. Jinx proof. Okay. Like, yeah. it, it's affordable. And I'm like, I know it's good gear. Yeah. Yeah. I walk around the show. You know, I, I I did my HRG thing and I was like, let's see what genetics are here. I always buy Bodhi because Bodhi is Bodhi's amazing. So yeah. I always buy his work. Anything from his Sunshine Daydream line or his uh, ADAG 13 hash plant line I buy. And then other than that, dude, I, I don't buy anything from people because I just don't trust it anymore. Everything herms out. So I really, really like Heroes of the Farm gear. They're yep. up in Port. They're up in Portland. They're a nectar there. fam. Mm-hmm. Um, Hilarious guys. He's Patrick's amazing. <laughs> I mean, and then he had the he had the lug, you know he had the luxury of having a pig farmer being his head grower for the longest time. Pig is probably one of the best, one of the best in the fucking world, dude. He's so good. He's such a good grower. It's unreal. Um, so I run a lot of heroes gear. Um, I run a lot of, uh, warden genetics. Warden is really big on Instagram, but he doesn't have a Facebook following or anything. He has his game warden that he's been working for like 12 years. It's like a G 13, uh, THC bomb purple. Um, it's like some OG Kush, and he's just been, he's inbred it for like 12 years. He IBL'd it for the past 12 years and now he's starting to cross it out to other things. And dude, it's just amazing. Yeah, and I, it's cheap. And it's not three hundred dollar packs. It's like fifty dollars, and he'll give you twenty. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying? So it's what just, are they? F twos, F threes? What usually? What What are you buying usually? Do you know? A lot of the times they're F twos. Yeah. Um, with Game Warden, I mean, with Warden, his stuff is F one, but it was crossed into an IB, his IBL yeah. Yeah. Game Warden. So I mean, you're gonna see a lot of, you're gonna see some consistency. You're gonna see some variation in the in the genealogy, but it's still really good. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, no, no, find, no. I was just curious. You'll find like three phenos in a, in a 20 pack. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Just curious. I, I've been getting more into that. Like I, I used to not watch that stuff when I was buying seeds and now I'm like, wait, I need to be on top of that. I need to like be aware of what I'm actually buying, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, so second gen and green works both have been real good to me. I couldn't afford, you know, some of those seeds that they give me if they weren't so kind um, to help me of out. Of course. But, you know, I do, you know, I do, uh, I do do a lot of, um, I wouldn't call it testing. I would just call it like a really? lot of, the, a lot of, yeah, a lot of the people that work with them, they do it indoors and I tend to do both. I'll, 
I'll do some indoors, but mostly outdoors. And so, yeah, cause it's easier. Well, it, it is, it is, but actually they don't have a lot of people doing their seeds that so way. It's valuable. So they actually like that I'm doing it outdoors so they can see what happens with it. Yeah, um, that's valuable, man. I think Greenworks 420, his, he used to be uh, full spec genetics, which was oh. one of my interviews. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's they full were, spec. I, I was, I listened to that podcast with full spec. Yeah, that's that's him. That's full spec. No so he switched over Green to Greenworks. Greenworks with an X. Yes, Greenworks yep. four twenty. Yeah. Um, but that that that's originally full spec. That's why we actually started to do this next interview with him is because I wanted to get everybody aware that he was full spec. Now he's Greenworks. Yeah. Okay. And and him and JD work really close. So I we brought him on, which was cool. It was a yeah. good interview. Um, and and did it that way, but. Uh, so we'll see. I, I had actually, when he was full spec, I did his silver heaven and it came out so friggin' beautiful outdoors. And I think that picture got used by, um, DC seed exchange used that picture on there on there to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. Props to you and props to the breeder. Yeah. 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 That's cool, man. So, and then he had a one called Crush Rush, which I'm doing again, um, which is just, comes out with phenomenal outdoor, like just weight big time. Um, have you, have you been running, what are you running outdoors for your, are you running any, um, of our one shot outdoors? I got, I got a bag this year out there. See, I'm really having, I'm going to work hard this year. I've got, so we're being supported by, um, growth science this year. Okay. Not familiar. Okay. So they do, they started out as a conventional line, synthetic line, which I used in 2017 okay. and, and did real well. Um, I, I did have a little bit of a CalMag issue because their conventional line does have CalMag in it. I don't think enough for some strains. I mean, some strains yeah. it's enough, but there's some that just suck down the, the calcium or either that I was just used to nectar, which is calcium heavy. But, uh, Yep. You know, I, I try to get as much calcium forced into those plants as I can. And uh, anyway, I, so I had to use a, a, a CalMag um, supplement Sub on the side mm -hmm, for them on that line. But they put out an organic line now that is a six bottle organic. And I'm pretty interested in it because it's got a lot of things that would be in separate bottles. Like their yucca is in their bottles. It's not mm -hmm. separate. They have, right. um, their molasses is in the bottles, uh, not separate. Um, so even though it's still six bottles, it's still, they, they cover all the bases like a root drench and they do a microbial, uh, across some of the line. Um, like yeah. I said, they, they across some of it's got the yucca. In fact, most of it's got the yucca. And so there's just stuff that you don't have to buy that's extra. Yeah. Um, not sure about the CalMag. It's in there, but we'll see if it's enough. Um, we'll see. But we're going to try that. Throw, uh, throw, some Deme throw some Demeters in there. It'll help chelate any magnesium that's getting bound up in, get, by your cocoa. Sure. And then it adds the calcium in there. You know, it's just straight milk fat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to run that. If you see the issue. Right, right, right. We'll see. We're gonna run that line, and like cool, I said, you know, I've got I've uh, got the backup um, Herculean harvest and uh, a couple bottles. Like I'll I'll probably still do some Bloom Chaos actually. Um, you better rock that Herc then, man. If I know, I know, I know. I've been there, done it, but uh, but carefully still have some of yeah. that. I'll probably try to do, but um, I'm gonna run that against another line called a synthetic line called uh, Keygrow. 
I don't know if you've heard of Keygro. No. Uh, so they're a new company and they're like a, a natural synthetic. So I, 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 they're not like organic as you'd see it, but their ingredients are natural. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting stuff though. Cause most of their stuff is pretty clear. Like, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> it's actually, it looks put, like water. They didn't, put a red di- they didn't put a pink dye in the blue know, dye and I guess. grow and bloom. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but so we're going to run the same strains uh, against those two. Yeah. Um, I did a review on, uh, what's the other organic line here? Elevation organics. Yep. I did them and I did real well with them too. Uh, but I did well with them. Not as good as nectar though. Unfortunately, nectar as an organic line did. And I would compare those similar wise, as far as how they're used and how it's broke up. They have some similarities, not a calcium baseline like nectar, but they have some similarities. No. Which I've always liked that about nectar is the calcium part because if you can push that calcium, it really, yeah, really does. It's a relatively plants. immobile nutrient, so it's immobile in the root zone and it's really immobile as a foliar. So really being able to pump it into your root zone and then get that bloom chaos to to drive it into the plant. Yeah, the calcium becomes as beneficial as it needs to because it carries everything else into the plant with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if if you're using nectar and you're not rocking the bloom chaos, you're you're missing out on a lot of growth and a lot of benefits. Yeah. Now the bloom chaos, well, it's Scott said this to me last year and it was pretty cool. He's like, it's the hidden hunger finder. So what that what he means by that is, if you use bloom chaos and your plant is deficient in any way, it's going to tell you within two, three, four hours. Mm-hmm. And by that time, it's already too late. Yeah, you know, because it's just it's necrosed. It's it's just up. Oh, it's deficient in manganese and zinc, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what it, do you mean? Yeah. It was fine yesterday, and people say it's the bloom chaos that's making, but it's not. It's the the, the bloom chaos is causing the calcium to bring everything into the plant, and then when you don't have enough of it, the plant's asking for it. Then you have the issues. Yeah, yeah. So no. that's why you know I recommend a good week or two of Herculean harvest in there. And then you start to, you know, go into the bloom chaos at half strength and then slowly work right. up to a six to one ratio, work up to a six to one ratio where you're at 30 mils of Herculean harvest and five mils of bloom chaos per gallon. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If you start right off with full dosage, you're just going to screw yourself. You didn't I've never done that with anything. Time to build up the calcium. Yeah, dude. I've never done that with man. anything. It's crazy. I always go at most half strength just to get a feel well with nectar with nectar as a base you don't really want to do that well no that well that's why right yeah i uh i like that in the sense that i like i said before i did find nectar very forgiving it's very forgiving it's very um the only thing that's tough with it that people find is tough and i don't find it's tough anymore it's not scary to me is the bloom chaos because they don't understand it and they're like oh well, Scary. yeah. And and the good part is, is since I follow a lot of these groups that everybody's in, I was getting the heads up way before it was ever I ever used it. You yeah, know, I do all that research and looking around, I'm like, okay, I'll be careful. And I'll just um, okay, and I'll start there and yeah. Uh-huh. But, yep. Yeah. I used it in foliar and a root drench. I'm wild with it, man. I don't care. Yeah, I, well, I've become good with it now. I'm I'm okay. Uh and so I can I can pump it pretty good, but it still gives me a little bit of a It'll give you a headache if you're not if you're not paying too close attention to what's going on, yeah. and that happens. And then you're like, oh, can't do that the rest of the grow because if you continue with it, 
you're never going to get corrected out of the funk unless you're in veg. If you're in bloom, just cut it out. Just, all right. Done. It started to throw show an issue. I'm not going to be able to correct the issue fast enough to be able to start using this again in bloom because it's just too short a time period. So that's where if I have issues like week three, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I got to cut that out now. Well, and that's, yeah. Um, indoors, yes. Outdoors, even that, I, I have a certain percentage I figure is just, what do you call that? Um, it's just, I, I've never had a grow go perfect. I've always had nope. some a branch break or, you know, There's always going to be an issue, a man. A patch of PM that I missed or, mm-hmm. you know, shit around, the, I don't know how it is on the East Coast, but around here, freaking budworms are bad. I don't know about budworms, but we got bud rot. Yeah, bud rot, of course. <laughs> uh, but that's rot. what happens is these worms. So what happens around here in the state around August, we'll get these. Well, we get them all summer, but they get yeah. really bad in like July and August when it gets hot. And they're these white little like moths um, that okay. fly around during the day. They look like butterflies, but I think they're moths. And they fly around and you can see them and it just drives me nuts. But they like to land and they'll like in June, July, they'll lay their eggs. Yeah. Tiny, tiny little eggs. And then what happens is those little tiny caterpillars that are hard to see will crawl up into the just starting buds. So you can't see them. Right. And it's just a little tiny buds because it's like July-ish. And then they just chill in there until they're the nice, big, solid. You know, it's probably one of your top buds that's, you know, freaking a foot long, huge. And you're messing with it and you go to it and you're like, what is that tiny little gray spot? And then you look at it and it's just rotted from the inside out, just like bud rot. But what happens is friggin' caterpillars will shit in your bud. They'll camp out in there, shit in your bud, and then that shit rots the bud. So it's still bud rot. But it's not from rot, <laughs> from, from moisture. Shit. It's from caterpillar <laughs> shit, which is worse, I think. Oh, man. So you're not just smoking mole. You're smoking cat shit. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Yeah. And there's real no defense against them except for that Monterey, Monterey yeah, something. BT. BT. Bacillus. Bacillus Yep. Um, so I use that, and I, I get on it, right? You know, June early. 1st, early. I'm just spraying because just prevent those damn freaking little babies it better man uh the same with spider mites you have to get on those early here whether you get them or not uh yeah. and then also we have russet mites to it almost seems like a government conspiracy because they are almost right everywhere everywhere yeah they, over, they can overwinter and they can travel quite a few miles by air oh mm-hmm. exactly by the, by like the wind drift well and it seems like once you get him in your little area like if you like if you get him like i didn't have him the first couple years i was growing in in my area here now that i got him one year i just can't get rid of him like it's just they're, it's like they're camping out in my freaking yard they, you they know? can go they'll go dormant exactly they'll go dormant in your yard somewhere because the variety of russets that are going to attack your crops are hemp russet mites they're not going to eat anything else. Like they, they, the governments, the local governments do let out um, a mite for uh, like a roadside clearing, so they don't use pesticides. They'll use um, bugs to clear areas on the sides of roads. But those aren't the same strains. So people, a couple of years ago, I was reading about it, and people were like, "Oh my God, they're spraying russet mites on the side of the road." It turns out they weren't the same. They weren't hemp russets. So 
that's not what was doing it. But it seems like everybody gets it. So everybody's like, oh my God, the government's fucking going against us. It's terrible. It's and crazy. Well, and but it's, they will. They'll overwinter outside. Yeah, I, 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 I believe that. And I do know that they can be traveling through the air. Um, yeah. You know, and that's one thing. You get a buddy down this block or something that's an idiot grower, and he's got russet mites up the ass at the end of the year because he hasn't done anything about it, and he finally just notices it or gets it diagnosed. I had a couple people that, well, a lot of people down my block will have me come down and, like, you know, do uh, not consulting so much, but like, but just uh, help them. yeah, just like, hey, what's going on here? What, what have you seen this before? This or that? And I'm like, half the time, I'm like, oh fuck, you got russet mites, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you, you should have taken care of this two months ago, you know, because they were here two months ago, you know. Yeah, you're just yeah, now you seeing just, the you just bad. Gotta tell part. everybody on your block to buy mercenary. It'll fucking get rid of that. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll try to get some mercenary in your hands too. That'd be cool. Just uh, yeah, because we do samples for people. Um, like listeners like contests and stuff like that yeah. people love that stuff obviously like i said everybody wants swag uh yeah but, everybody wants something yeah i know everybody wants something <laughs> it, it it could be simple too just a little packet of something just makes people go crazy <clears throat> yeah of but uh so we have russet mites pretty bad i this year i'm trying a couple things i don't know if you ever well you're indoors so it doesn't really matter but um I've heard now that marigolds take care of caterpillars. So you might pass really? that on to your... That'd be interesting. Yeah, I'm going to try it this year and let people know because as I understand it, this is from big ag too, not just from cannabis people, but um, I guess marigolds, yeah, attract that budworm that I was talking about, which is huge here. So I'm going to plant them right in, like I have 40, 45 gal uh, smart pots. I'm just going to throw right... I mean, I'm. it's going to be freaking blooming flowers in my cannabis, literally. Right there. Uh, and yep. then bush beans, I guess, for mites. So you set those like in disposable containers if you want. Oh, shit. And set it around your perimeter. Cool. And mites will not touch your weed if the bush beans are there because it's like, I guess, the difference between like vegetables and a huge pizza. Yeah, rather uh, that. Yeah. And so then you just throw the bush beans that are infected away. And... No shit, man. How's the dispensary going for her where she works? Oh, uh, good. They, uh, I, yeah, as you know, she's my co-host, but she doesn't do interviews during the day. Obviously, she's at work. Now, can the home grow? Can home growers bring their stuff to dispensaries, or do they have to be a licensed facility? You'd have to be licensed, and then you have to have it tested. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, I guess if you're medical, it's a little different. But, yeah. But uh, OLCC rec, yeah, it's yeah, you have to throw out a few thousand to do that. But, no shit, man. Which keeps the small guys out because it's just too expensive. Yeah. What about you guys? That's true. Are you guys even rec legal? Yeah, we're rec. Massachusetts is rec. Um, we have like four dispensaries in the state. I was reading an article the other day. Massachusetts at this point in time in the year, they expect to generate like $63 million in revenue um, by this time from January 1st up till April 1st, whatever it was, the first quarter. And they were at 5.3 million. They're like, what happened? We didn't generate nearly as much revenue from taxes because they didn't allow anybody to open a damn store. I see. You know, they put stores in these weird, obscure places and, and it was like, okay, that, you didn't put anything in the big major cities where everybody's going to go to. Right. Uh, that's weird. Cause well, when we did it as, as a state, uh, they had way too many people opening up. So what happened is they're just licensing everybody that followed the rules Anybody yeah. and everybody that had the money and had the location and followed the rules could get licensed wherever. And um, it just blew up. OLCC could not keep up with them for the first couple of years. 
No. I mean, people were applying and they had to amend some of the rules to make it legal for people to be growing because there was no, there was no time to get all these certificates and licenses out. So, and then we end up in nine months making 80, what, 6 million or something. The 2015 was 86 million in like nine months. And that was still not, no, it was eight months because it was January to August. So then September, October, November, that was four more months on top of that 86 million the first year. It's like, come on. Yeah. And we didn't die. No, if you do it the right way, you'll make money. But Massachusetts, they're so fucking stupid. I've noticed a lot of the Southern states too are uh, really like Oklahoma is going crazy. Georgia, Alabama is blowing up. Yeah. It's unreal. As far as you mean going legal? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They have like 2000, they have 2000 licenses. Oh, wow. They've given out 2000 licenses to grow for facilities. It's about time. It's unreal. It's about time. It's going to go up, 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 and boom. That's like for the longest time, Texas, Texas, man, you get caught with a seed. And you're going to prison now. It's I not think like they're that, voting but, to decriminalize yeah, it soon. Yeah, it's not. It's not quite like that anymore. But man, no. you don't want to get caught. Uh, no. On that cashed out interview, they were talking about how they were traveling through Texas and they got pulled over. And why they, would they go through Texas? Getting to L.A. and uh, coming from God, Florida to L.A. That's still scary, man. Oh, I know. Ooh. Well, they did. They got pulled over somewhere and then got held in jail for like six hours. And I don't think they had anything, but the cops were messing with them, like because their name is cashed out, and they obviously look like potheads. And I guess they brought like <laughs> six pounds in, and they're like, "Whose is this? Whose is this?" I'm like, uh, we don't know. And it wasn't theirs. They're just screwing with them. So they what? Up, yeah, I don't know. They're even. It was either a joke, or they're trying to. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. It's on the interview. You can listen to it when it comes out. But uh, they. Uh, <laughs> They ended up getting let go and, you know, finished That's the wild, tour, dude. but Texas, I mean, when I, when I started working for Nectar, man, last year, I had Oregon plates on my van. I had a big gray van, big Nectar van with Oregon plates. State trooper pulled me over just to harass me because I had Oregon plates in Massachusetts. And he's freaking out, like, how much nitrogen's in the back of your van right now? Because I told him I'm a sales rep for, for a oh, fertilizer. You, you're going to, yeah, you're going to blow someone up? Is that what they're thinking? I was like, it's it's completely inert. Um, you know, it's not, it's not the nitrogen you're thinking of. Um, don't worry about that. It's not. And I had, I, I just had just bought all my tomato starts so he could see kind of plant material in the back. He lost his mind, lost his mind, went through my whole van. So what I did was I just, I made it an educational day for the state trooper. I told him what every, what's in every bottle. All right, this is Medusa's magic. What we do here, we've digested chicken liver. Um, there's also mag sulfate in here. And it's digested with fulvic acid. Nice. There's some soybean meal as well and feather meal. Nice. Dude, it was hysterical. I went through every bottle that we have in the sample. You're like, no, 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 no. Come here. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Exactly. He I goes, got time. How much, how much THC do you have in the van? I'm like, none, dude. dude you're being ridiculous right THC. now. And you know you're being ridiculous. And what? you're just trying to keep me here. Can you tell me what acronym that stands for? <laughs> My <laughs> wife works at THC. <laughs> like, yeah, we That's got THC funny. in here. She works there. She works there, man. Talent Health crazy. Club. <laughs> and he looked at the bags of soil. He goes, "How much tea? How much? How much nitrogen's in the soil?" I'm like, "Dude, it got shipped here on a truck. It it, it got shipped here on a truck." Uh, he pulled me right in front of a hydro store. I'm like, "You see that store right there? 
I give them free samples of these things inside of it that a truck will bring to them. Are you going to harass that truck every time he pulls up? Is there a limit? This is completely ridiculous. Yeah, but is there a limit? Like you can only have so much nitrogen in your vehicle? No. <laughs> you have ammonium <laughs> nitrate. You're like, I don't have no fuses. I don't have any night, no. you, you know. Yeah, I don't it have any. It was crazy, dude. He didn't give me any shit after that, though. It was only that one time. Wow. I did that's... get shit in Virginia, too. What's that? I got shit in Virginia, too. Oh. Virginia's kind of sketchy. Like they're still against it pretty big? Oh, yeah. But I think they're going medical soon, man. I think they're going to open up medical to um to hemp first. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Have you seen, do you have large farms um, over there? Yeah. In mass? Do you? So, uh, well, large farm, like large hemp farms, large cannabis farms. Well, that's what, I was, that's what I was kind of getting at because what we're seeing here now is Oregon has so many farms and so much material. I don't know if you saw this article, but we have a backstock of about seven years worth. Yeah. I think it's a quarter pound for every man, woman, and child in yeah, your state. Right. Well, what that's done is it's literally killed the pricing here. So yeah. these guys that are having, you know, that have mids say they're getting maybe 800 to 1300 a pound. Yeah. That's it. And even if you've got some top shelf, whatever fat is going yep. on, you're still yep. only talking about 1800, maybe 2000 a pound, maybe. And so that mixed with this huge amount of cannabis is making it to where they can't make money anymore. And uh, so a lot of these big, well-known farms like TKO, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They they mm, used no. to work with Sherbinsky's uh, seed lines. So they made the okay. official gelatos and the official mochis and the official, uh, all that stuff that I can't remember the other crosses he had, but um, they made the official and they were good. Oh, it was top shelf, really good. And uh, they have now switched they have greenhouses and indoor, which they do do THC in, but all their outdoor, all the acres of outdoor have now been switched to hemp. And that's just a financial thing. It's a financial thing. And so you are know you what? seeing that on mat in mass there? Not as much right now. We don't have enough. We don't have that surplus, but what I am seeing down South in like the Bible belt, like where CBD is um, now legal, like Tennessee, North Carolina, tobacco farmers, are taking their 800 acres of tobacco and turning that into 80 acres of hemp and making a gazillion times more profit. It's cool. It's great. It's, now, so then, but there's got to be an, it's where uh, a give and take. So now no one's going to have tobacco. Everybody's going to switch over to growing hemp because it's cheaper because it's, it's cheap. It's not cheaper to grow, but it, the profit of the profit margins better. So then the tobacco industry goes where? And then now the prices of tobacco are going to start going way up because now no one's producing the tobacco. So then everybody's be like, damn, tobacco is really, really profitable for me to start growing again. <laughs> it's going to be crazy, man. Go back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, it, in a health standpoint, that's probably a better thing, but I agree. for big corporate greed, it's not, I mean, nope. you know, that's not going to help anything, but at the same time, I'd like to see a lot of people, you know, not, I, yeah, you know, I I'm smiling. not into the, I'm not into the smoking thing. So no, no. And so I agree with you there, man. Yeah. 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 And it's, I just don't want to see cannabis become overly processed. If these corporate it's companies, going to. I think it's going to, 
probably. I think they're they're putting out the um the THC causing psycho THC induced psychosis studies now where before they never had the data to test. And now that things open up federally, like overseas somewhere and, and, you know, regulations are starting to loosen up here, they can actually test things. And they're saying like, and their test studies are showing where people that are using cannabis are also at a greater risk for schizophrenia. Yeah. But it's, it's hard because you've now you've taken a much broader pool of people because now you can people aren't afraid to go say hey yeah i smoke right it's 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 going to be so weird and i think they're going to start pushing these studies to then make it only available at the state level could be i i I, who knows i don't know which way it's going to go uh i would hate to see someday to where we can say well cannabis in its natural state is not very likely to be addictive but mm-hmm. Philip Morris cannabis is, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like who knows what yeah. they're going to add, uh, that, that yeah. will make it more addictive, you know, like the nicotine make it more. I don't, I don't know if people are going to have a problem making it addictive because the, the everyday smokers, the people that just enjoy just, Hey, I, I want to get fucking stoned because I like movies better when I'm high. Yeah. yeah. Those people become, it's the. The people that smoke cigarettes always say it was the hand-to-mouth fixation. Mm-hmm. It becomes a, a part of your daily habit, even if it just brings you to, to zero. Right. It's so weird how that'll – people are like, well, I have a lot of friends that say, I probably couldn't stop smoking weed right now if I wanted to because I, I don't want to. <laughs> I want to keep smoking. Weird fine line that people are going to start to – to go towards i don't know man i understand that but i just got off a 136 day sabbatical i guess is what you might call it how'd you do fine yeah i yeah. i you know i've been smoking since i was 18. that's you know, why that's, i asked yeah and i, and I wanted to well and i never uh considered myself really addicted and mm-hmm. but then who knows like how mm-hmm. would you know if you don't stop for a while and exactly. so i was like well you know I'm going to try this and just see if what I'm saying is really true. Of course. It took maybe two days of just like, I think it's more of a, for me, it's more of a habit habit. that does help me feel better certain ways. Mm -hmm. You know, I enjoy music better. I sleep better. I can control some amount of anxiety with it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you take that away, then of course you're not, using it to and help your brain starts to go to a weird place. Like, dude, that was helping you. Let's right. do that again. Right. Hey, Hey, Hey. Right. right. And, and so and it's, then, the, I, it's a mental thing more than it's oh, not a physical. No, no, no. Where you start itching or experiencing shaking your face or nothing like that. No, it's no, just, for just sure. Mental. But I don't think that anything, I think everything could be mental because you could feel yeah. good from like people feel good from playing video games or playing sports yep. or eating a certain food. So, I mean, psychologically dependent I think is different than psychologically wanting it um yeah true and you know so I was kind of worried at first I'm like oh man maybe you know maybe I am addicted because I I feel the difference when I'm not doing it and it is a little more intense anxiety I don't sleep as well but that lasted like a day and a half maybe two days and at that point it was just like not an issue the only thing I did notice was that uh it smelt different. So like when my wife, cause she's a dispensary worker, she's smoking these samples. She's not going to stop smoking. So I'm around it still all the time. 
and it, so it smelled different to me. Like, I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I like that smell as much as I do when I'm smoking it. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean like the, the smell of it burning is one thing, but like some of the weed didn't smell too good burning, you know, it's like, I don't know. I was, but when like, you're smoking it, you don't notice. And, yeah. And like, yeah, it's a little harsh, but fucking I'm getting stoned. Yeah. Or like <laughs> sometimes, you know, the wrap, like if you use cheap papers or mm-hmm. uh, you use a blunt or something, it can have yeah. a different smell. That's not very kind. Uh, and then I also noticed my dreams came back full force. Like, wham, I've heard, I've heard about vivid dreams. Once you stop, uh, those never ended 136 days. And I had vivid dreams every night. Uh, very, very like, uh, like it just seemed real. Uh, that never went away Uh, until I started smoking again. Second day of smoking. Gone. Really? (laughs) Oh my God. So, you know, along with that, I can see why it works for PTSD people. Yeah, because it it does. They don't have those night tra- those night terrors. No, it it suppresses a lot of your your dream states, and even if it's not suppressing it, you just don't remember it or recall it. So, mm-hmm. I can see how that could help people. You know, especially sleep if you have bad dreams. But yeah, other than that, nothing except for edibles. Now I take fifty. I used to be able to take five hundred milligrams. I could take a bottle of Adabinol. Have you ever seen that stuff? No. Oh, you guys are missing out on the East Coast. Dirty Arm Farm makes a stuff called Adabinol, and it's a tincture, and it just it, it will make you see dragons. <laughs> you take too much of it. 1,000 milligrams in one jar. Anyway, I used to be able to take half that and be fine. Now 50 milligrams, and I'm freaking getting a little worried, paranoid. I'm like, oh, shit. So I, I did notice that my level, of, especially with edibles, really came down, which has been that interesting. Helps you only need well, a bite of a cookie instead of the whole thing. Well, not only that, but I don't have to smoke nearly as much. Like I'll take mm. a hit, just one, and then it's not one hit or quitter. It's not that good a weed necessarily, but for me it is. <laughs> now it is, yep. So I could just take one hit and I'm good for a while. Nice. So I don't smoke nearly as much. Um and, you know, it kind of did make me want to do certain things not high. Like going that long, not high. It did make me want to do certain things not high. Uh, really? Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Because like before what? I just want to do everything high. <laughs> yeah. Like what though? Like what would you? Uh, a lot of my mixing and editing, I like to do s- s- sober. Um, I shouldn't nice. say sober, but not, not high. Not sober, just not medicated? Not medicated. Uh, so putting my equipment, like tearing up and setting up or tearing down yeah. and setting up, I don't like to do that high. Um, <laughs> you know, I, any, anything like that, I don't like to do high anymore, you know, but of course watching movies, Netflix and yeah, and watching music. Neil deGrasse Tyson Cosmos oh, I listen, to the bone. I'll listen to podcasts all day. Hi. I mean, that's, <laughs> so you think you're going to stay, I mean, do you think you'll ever consume THC anymore yourself? I got a little bit. I got a little bit in this red barn here. Mm-hmm. These red barn elixirs. Sticking to the CBD. Yeah, it's mostly CBD. Um, so it, we got 32 milligrams of the CBD and, and 2.3 of the THC right now. I under I understand where it needs to go and what needs to happen for the CBD to attach to my receptors in my body. I had quite a few really terrible experiences with high THC shit. And whether that be 
whether that be um, terrible weed that was, you know, pesticides were used on it and that caused me to freak out. It's just, it's just brain, it's mind over matter at, at this point and my brain won't let it turn off. So what I'm doing with these guys, he can start making me um, different ratios as I go forward. Gotcha. So next one I'll be like, can you do 30, 30% CBD and 4% THC? And he'll concoct it for me the right oh, way nice. and get it to and stuff. So I'm trying to work my my ratios back to where I think they, I want them to be. But dude, I do everything clear headed anyways. Like yeah. this is good for my anxiety and shit. Like cause I drink a lot of coffee and caffeine gets the stimulants get me going. Um I do this morning and night. That's it. Okay. Um you just gotta smoke through it. You just gotta smoke through it. I'm like, dude, no, it's not fun. It's miserable. No, I, I hear yeah, you. Hiding under a desk. It's not fun. Well, there's some, there's just some strains. I'll, uh, you know, I had a bad experience before I even quit for a while. It was with Clementine, which is a high, it's a, it was a 30% tested at 30%, um, yeah. sativa, hundred percent sativa. And I never believed in that shit about how sativa, you know, tend to bump you up and Indica would put you on the couch, this and that. I'm like, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, in this experience, I did that 30% sativa, 100% sativa clementine, and I had a f- damn panic attack. I mean, just, <gasps> I'm dying. Yeah. And it. I was like, I'm never touching that shit again. Uh, yeah. It just didn't work for me, and I won't touch. See, back when this shit happened to me, like, I don't know what strains were what, and people didn't label their shit properly, and it wasn't like I knew the grower or whatever. Like, I'll puff, I'll puff on my own stuff at the at the end of the day, at night, like, after I have a harvest and something I really like, I'll, I'll take a hit or two to go to bed, but that's about it, man. I, I can't, I can't partake in, in, in like public settings with friends. Dude, I just get too. So what do you just grow to grow? Paranoid. Hmm? You just grow to grow. Yeah. I grow for family and friends oh, cool. and I love the hobby. I started as a hobby. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know, for dad and buddies of mine who use it and, one of the, I can't uh, stop it. I can't stop the hobby now, man. I love it too much. One of the best farmers I know in this area is only medical still. He's not wreck. His name is Jaybird Farms. You should look him up. Look up Jaybird Farms. This guy makes just just the best best cannabis, and it's not fatty cannabis. He he does make some blue cookies. He does, mm-hmm. but he has the BTYOG. And he has uh, uh, like uh, forbidden fruit, stuff like that. But just so much better than most. And he doesn't consume anything. He just grows to grow. And I mean, he grows a lot, like several, lots of pounds. (laughs) But he doesn't consume it. See, the passion passion for your patients and the plants are... Well, and he grows some of the best weed, in my opinion. So, yeah, Yeah, I don't know. It's... I'd love to, I wish I could. I mean, people, it's not, I don't have anything against it. I don't, I wish I could consume it. Yeah. I just get too paranoid and out of my brain. I'm like, nah. And the fact that I'm on the road so much, it's just not even worth it for me to be in and out of different cities and states and just here, 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 and here. I'd rather just, all right, I'll go and do my thing and get home to my boy. Yeah. I don't need to have a panic attack on the road and I don't need any of that bullshit that goes along with that that's cool well so why don't you uh i've kept you on probably 
too long. Um, why don't you go ahead and tag or shout out to who you need to shout out to? Do you want to tell us uh, your Instagram and where to find you? And yeah. maybe my Instagram's, uh, go ahead. Yeah. My Instagram's Oregon's only underscore beast coast. Okay. Um, that's, that's pretty much the main thing that you'll see a lot of my, my happenings on, okay. um, from family life to work and grow. Um, horticulture rep group. It's a division of Nanolux. We rock a host of products, Nectar for the Gods, Bigfoot Mycorrhizae, Nanolux, Cultured Biologics, the original Resonator, Trollmaster, Grow Cure, and Grow Pedo. Um, pretty much anything you need to get your grow up and running, we can, we can facilitate that move for you. Um, we have reps in every territory of the States, Puerto Rico. We also have reps over in Europe. We have a European outlet. So wherever you guys are listening to from, man, we're out there. Sweet. Well, hopefully you come through uh, Oregon again. And if you do, you're going to be in Portland area or something. We can make it up there. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure, man. Yeah. Well, we'll always <laughs> catch up. We'll always catch up now that you're on the for roster. Sure, man, for sure. We'll have to do it again. Less, uh, less work, more formal. It'll be fun. Less work, more formal. Less formal. Next time. Thank you.